This is the day that the Lord has made, and we can rejoice and be glad in it. I will bless the Lord. Oh, my soul, I'm going to bless him. Today is February 13, 2022. You're listening to SML Inside the Pages, presented by Cornerstone Apostolic Church, located at 524 East Pasadena Street in the city of Pomona, California. This is Pastor Carl Anderson. Our Sunday morning worship begins at 9 a.m. Tuesday Bible study at 7 p.m. And we're working on a new platform that I think the men and ladies, I think you're going to like. You're going to be able to call in. We want you to call in. We want you to send emails and, you know, regarding questions or whatever it is and, and give your opinion and what you know. You know, and so we're looking to, to, to really move forward on that new platform, which is not a Bible study. It is not a uh, worship service, but it is something that you will have some input on, you know, a discussion. It is a discussion regarding life and how God fits in and how you fit in. Oh, bless your Lord God. Looking forward to that. Listen, we believe the Bible is the word of God. Therefore, we are faithful. We are bold. We are the church. We believe the best way to face opposition is by obedience to the word of God. The Bible said in those days, those that believe continue steadfastly with one accord in the temple breaking bread from house to house, did eat their meat with gladness and singleness of heart, praising God and having favor with all the people. And the Lord added to the church daily, such as should be saved. Father, in the name of Jesus, Lord God, we honor you, Lord God, for your goodness and grace. We thank you, Lord God, for your mercy. We thank you, Lord, for your kindness and what you have done for us on this day. Lord God, you woke us up this morning. You gave us the activity of our limbs, Lord Jesus. And we here to honor you, Lord God, Lord, and you've given us this opportunity to proclaim your word, to hear your word, and most of all, to apply your word. You said, if you love me, keep my commandments, Lord God. And so we pray and ask that you would help us, Lord God, to keep your word in our heart, that it, to protect us and govern our ways, Lord God, as we yield ourselves unto you, Lord Jesus, and, and ask that you remember those that are sick, those that cannot be in service because of uh, situations that have them bedridden or bound at this moment, Lord God, but ask that you remember them and their heart's desire. Remember, Lord God, Lord, as they think upon you, as they call upon your name, Lord God, as they listen to the broadcast, Lord Jesus, ask that you would bless them. Lord Jesus, there are those that are seeking financial support, Lord God, and employment. I ask that you would remember them, Lord God, and give them favor. Lord Jesus, bless them with a mind to study. Bless them with a mind to prepare, Lord God, for interviews to, Lord Jesus, and to sharpen their skills, Lord God. Uh, Father, we ask you bless them in the name of Jesus, for we know these things line up with your word, Lord Jesus, and so that when opportunity is presented, Lord God, that will be prepared. Lord, we ask these blessings in the name of Jesus. Lord God, and we'll continue to give your name the praise and the glory in Jesus' name. Amen. Uh, 
thank God for his grace and his mercy. Thank God for what he is doing. And certainly God is on the move. Uh, he's doing things when we don't, whether we see it, don't see it, understand it, don't understand it. We can certainly not go going to see and understand everything. That's where faith comes in. Hope is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen. And so, you know, as we uh, go through this life, uh, we hope and we pray and we seek God's face for his direction, for his understanding. We seek God for clarity and, you know, and, and certainly his strength. The Bible said the joy of the Lord is your strength. You know, we had a wonderful evening last night at the church that I grew up in. We have uh, what is called a pace setters uh, dinner, which is a ward uh, banquet. And it was really nice. Thank God for uh, the pastor, Pastor Michelle Melander, who is, who is carrying the torch there. And so we thank God for her and, uh, and minister, uh, Hampton as well, who oversees the uh, putting the program together, uh, also helping to carry that torch. You know, good evening, good morning. And, you know, it was a wonderful time, wonderful food. You know, and it, it is a, a mirror of what is going to happen in the future when the saints are caught up. When the saints of God are caught up and we're all at the uh, judgment seat receiving rewards. Now, uh, when we're caught up and the saints of God are caught up, we're going to we're going into awards. We're not going into a judgment of what is right and what is wrong. Uh, we're already dealing with that now. The Bible said judgment begins in my house. That's why it is important to be in the house of God. You know, um, I know some can would want to argue that, but listen, the church the tangible, the physical building church itself has reference that God has given and is a place that his name has been hollowed out for his name specifically. And so God doesn't ignore that. You'll find that throughout the Old Testament as well as the new that they went to service, you know. And so there are some things that have changed and are never going to be the same again. But one thing that should not change, one thing that hasn't changed is God. He's the same yesterday today and forevermore. And since God is the same yesterday, today and forevermore, our commitment unto him should be likewise. It should be the same today, yesterday and forevermore. If you plan on being saved, if you plan on being in the kingdom of God, uh, your physical being, then you're going to want to, uh, to follow after the Lord and be committed unto him. It takes a great commitment, just like, uh, you know, many are, are waiting right now for a couple hours to pass and people have flown into the Los Angeles area, uh, prepared for the Super Bowl. Well, those gentlemen that are going to be on the field was committed. Uh, they was committed through a lot of what we, what we use that reference, blood, sweat, and tears. A lot of aches and pains to get there, you know, and you're not going to get anywhere without a sacrifice. You can be good, good, you know, I'm good, but good is not a sacrifice. Good just meant you met the minimal requirements to, to, to get over, cross the finish line. But if you're going to run this race and you're going to run it with patience, if you're going to run this race, 
knowing that one receives the prize in the natural, then you're going to have to make some sacrifices. And so uh, with that being said, we're going to uh, uh, enjoy a little bit of uh, this song, and then we're going to go into the Word of God. I want to direct your attention to the book of Revelation, the 14th chapter.
Great are you, Lord. Can you tell him that this morning? Lord, you're great. You're great in my life. You're great in my existence. You're great, Lord God. And I'm here to give you praise and glory the way you want it done. The way you want it done. So many are offering. Uh, that's just it. They're making an offering unto the Lord, but it's not what he desired. What is it that God desires? I've been I've been around a little while now, a few years. You know, I, I like to refer to it as that. And I've seen some things that make me scratch my head, you know, even about my own life. And I'm sure that you could do the same where you you may be said that, Lord, you I love you. But then you went and did something else. Or maybe you made a commitment to the Lord and then you reneged on the commitment after boasting even out loud to everyone how committed you are to God and, and after a while you disappear no one see or hear from you we see those type of things and we read it in the scripture we read it also uh, in our day-to-day -day, even in 2022 as we see people the bible said that we are living epistles written and read among men so we have to, in order to be saved, you're going to have to put your money where your mouth is. And so let, I hope you have the 14th chapter of Revelation because we're getting ready to go there. And Lord say the same, we'll get through this. If not, then we'll have to come back. But you know, if I was right now, I'm going to approach it from this way. There are many souls that are seeking. And, and you should, I, I pray that you share uh, this broadcast with us because this is no fluff. Uh, this is no sugarcoating stuff, you know, where where it's just not going to give you the real deal. No, we're not about that because one, I'm saving myself. My soul is the only one I have. I'm not going to come back as anything and, and repeat this life over again. No, the, the Bible does no. This You have one life. And so, uh, what is it, Yola, uh, you only live once, and then after that, the judgment. And, and all of us are going to be judged by the things that we did, the Bible said, within this body, within. So there's more to it. We, then we get into the trichotomy of man, uh, mind, body, soul, but yet we're one, we're one person. Just as God is one. Here, O Israel, the Lord thy God is one. And say in agreement with one, and that there's three thrones. No, there's only one throne, one God, and he is sovereign. And that is who we serve. God was manifested in the flesh, justified in the spirit, seen of angels, preached unto the Gentiles, believed on in the world, and received up into glory. Revelation 14, 8. Beginning at the eighth verse, it said, and there followed another angel, another angel, saying, Babylon is fallen, is fallen, that great city, because she made all nations drink of the wine of the wrath of her fornication. And the third angel followed them. I feel my strength. Thank you, Lord. Saying with a loud voice, if any man worship the beast and his image 
and receive his mark in his forehead or in his hand, the same shall drink of the wine of the wine of the wine of the wrath of God, which is poured out uh, without mixture into the cup of his indignation. And he shall be tormented with fire and brimstone in the presence of the holy angels and in the presence of the Lamb. And the smoke of their torment ascended up forever and ever, and they have no rest day nor night who worship the beast and his image and whosoever receiveth the mark of his name. Here is the patience of the saints. Here are they that kept the commandments of God and the faith of Jesus Christ. Are you keeping the commandments of God? Do you even know what they are? And I'm not, it's not limited to uh, the Ten Commandments, which is a foundation. But what did, what does the scripture say? Are you keeping up with what God has to say and what his will is? Or do you blow it off and say, well, that's what that man is telling me, that woman has told me, my mom, my dad, whoever, you know, they told me that, but you know, that old book, you know, that book is antiquated. Even though that book or this book has not fulfilled in prophecy. Here's the patience of the saints. Here are they that keep the commandments of God. Thank you, Holy Ghost. And the faith of Jesus. And I heard a voice from heaven saying unto me, write, blessed are the dead which die in the Lord from henceforth. Yea, saith the spirit that they may rest from their labors and their works do follow them. Whatever you do is gonna follow you. Whatever you have done, that is unrepented of, that you've given yourself, that you're living presumptuously, you've given yourself permission to, you know, uh, to accept and live a certain way. You take pleasure in other people's sins and different, you know, it, the list can be, uh, can go on, uh, uh, just roll out and just, you know, like on the cartoons where they roll out a list and they just keep rolling, you know. Your works will follow you. Want to take the topic, and, and as you some already know, and that is this: Do not, don't drink the Kool-Aid. Now, this is a familiar term used to describe a mistake that many have made. I'm using it to prevent those listening from repeating. You, you've been drinking Kool-Aid for too long. Put it down. Uh, you. And some that, that have the cup in their hand ready to take a sip, stop. Stop. To drink the Kool-Aid means that you are blindly accepting or dedicate or dedicating yourself to an ideal. You're, you're dedicating your mind, your body, and soul uh, to that drink. I'm going to have a drink here. You know, this particular drink, Kool-Aid, have caused a lot of spiritual uh, disease as well as natural disease. You know, STD, sexually transmitted disease. It is also called spiritually transmitted disease. It has caused a, a, a 
devastation, destruction of relationships and fellowships and friendships, even employment. You know, my, when my son started working, I remember he was working in um, an ambitious young man and he had uh, landed a gig over at a, at a company and he let an older person, someone that had been there for a little while, get in his head. Yeah, you got to be careful about drinking the Kool-Aid. And told him how, you know, how ambition he is and, and you know, and how uh, he could be making more money if he was doing something else. And he, he bought it. And he, he wind up uh, walking away from the job. Uh, all that did was provide a little more security for the person that still that remained there because now they had an empty spot. There was no competition. You drink the Kool-Aid, uh, you lose out on the benefits of not drinking that particular cup. Mm -hmm. Drinking the Kool-Aid has even caused death as we have seen throughout history. People have joined cults and wind up drinking the Kool-Aid. They started sipping and then they started guzzling and it led them to a state of demise. They died. You don't want to drink the Kool-Aid. Proverbs 4 says, Hear ye children the instruction of a father and attend to knowing understanding. I'm giving you some instructions here. As a matter of fact, I'm talking to you as a father. Uh, because I, that which I am, uh, four sons and two, uh, excuse me, yeah, that's right, two of them grandsons and, and, and two daughters. And, and so there is some life experience, uh, some experience that I, I'm willing to share, and there are some things that I'm willing not to. I've never felt comfortable to, uh, to give a full history to my children of uh, where I've been and what I've done and, you know, that some things you're not proud of. Because I never wanted them at that age to feel like, well, you got away with it and so can I, and then they don't, and they suffer severe consequences. Today, we can talk about those things, and we do, so that they understand a lot better. And they do. And I thank God for them because they are thriving, seeking the Lord, and and, and knowing the difference and understanding why there was a separation as they grew up to, to raise them in a certain environment. And that was to avoid them from being exposed to some of the things that I was exposed to. So as a father, I think I could give some instructions here and give you some understanding as well. He goes on to say, for I give you good doctrine. And that's what we're doing. We're sharing good doctrine, good teaching. The, the apostolic doctrine, it doesn't start in the New Testament. It, it actually, uh, from Genesis to Revelation, behold, I come in the volume of the book, it is written of me. And he says, forsake ye not my law. The 23rd verse uh, says, keep thy heart with all diligence. For out of it are the issues of life. Put away from thee a forward mouth and perverse lips put far from thee. Let thy eyes keep right on 
and let thy eyelids look straight before thee. Ponder, think about it, the path of thy feet, the direction that you intend to go. Think about it. Think about what you uh, want to do. And, you know, there was a time where people would ask the pastor, what should I do? Kings went to the priest. Should we go out to battle? Will the Lord be with us? Will the Lord go before us? Will we receive the victory? And they were told, yea or nay. They were given instructions or even told to just wait. Wait a moment, I'll, I'll get back to you on that. We don't like to wait, but you need to wait and think about the direction that you're about to take and let all our ways be established. What you're about to do, you, you're not gonna be able to turn around from let your ways be established. Turn not to the right hand, nor to the left. Remove thy foot from evil. Now listen to what Jesus has to say. Enter in at the straight gate. For wide is the, is, the, is the gate and broad is the way that leadeth to destruction. And many there be which go thereat. So there are a lot of people on the Broadway. There are a lot of people that are following others, not knowing which and where they're going. The, the Bible said the blind leads the blind and they're going to fall into a ditch. But it said, enter ye at the straight gate straight and narrow. Now, in order to enter in at the straight gate, you're going to have to look straight on. You're going to have to be careful of your feet movement. You can't just be wandering all over the place and exiting when you want to and then jumping back on, as so many do. And I, I count that as being an immature state. That's why we do certain things, because we're we're immature, even though you think because you turn, uh, hit your 30s or your 40s that you're in a mature state. No, you, you just grew. You grew, which should scare you because you're getting closer to a point of exit. As everyone has and everyone will, whether it be through the grave or be by uh, being caught up as in Thessalonians 4 and 16, you're going to make an exit. Bless you, Lord Jesus. Uh, and so uh, in order to be on the straight and narrow, you're going to have to think about the direction and how you are establishing your steps. You can't turn to the right or to the left. But he says, remove your, so in order to enter at the straight gate, because straight is the gate, and narrow is the way which leadeth unto life. And few there be that find it. Few there be that find it. Will you, are you one of the few that have found this out? Are you one of the few that have found it and embracing it? Few there be that find it. The Bible tells us that few there be saved. 
So regardless of what everyone is saying, whomever everyone is, the majority of whatever that say, well, I'm all right with God. I'm going to I'm going to heaven and the person that just died, relative, mother, father, relative, friend, they're in the presence of God now. Well, did they ponder the ways of their feet? Was it established? Did they turn from the right or to the left? Did they follow after the commandments of what God has said? Now, this is not to be mean or to be degrading to anyone. It is what the Bible says and it applies to all of us. It does not apply to uh, certain individuals. It applies, God said, whosoever will let him come. Though your sins be as scarlet, I will make them white as snow. So God has laid out provision for salvation. Hallelujah. But there be few that find it. Some see it and they close their eyes. I don't want to. I don't want to be bothered with that. Some hear it and they and they turn to a deaf ear. Some say, "Well, I was raised in church, and I, I'm not all about that because I, I saw some people that was not perfect. Neither were and are you. Beware of false prophets which come to you in sheep's clothing." But inwardly, they are raving wolves. So there are some fakes that are out there telling you you can do whatever you want to do. God is love, and that's not going to happen to you. That is a raving wolf in sheep clothing because they're defying the word of God. Israel did the same thing. Israel was very religious. Israel believed in God, even though they became idol worshipers, even though they uh, did what they wanted to do when they wanted how they wanted to do it and offended God ye shall know them by the fruit their fruit if you're looking for what is right what is true then look at the fruit that is produced from that individual do men gather grapes of thorns or figs of thistles even so every good tree that bringing forth good fruit, but a corrupt tree bringing forth evil fruit is going to be against what God is desiring. A good tree cannot bring forth evil fruit. Neither can corrupt. A corrupt tree bring forth good fruit. Every tree that bringeth not forth good fruit is hewed down and used for fire. Now, the Bible, the Bible, the Bible. The Bible says, and there follow another angel saying Babylon is fallen. That great city, Babylon is no small hole in the wall, that great city, because she made all nations. She had dominion and she made all nations drink of the wine of her of the wrath of her fornication. Babylon had a choice in the matter, but chose to uh, cause other nations and others to drink of the wine of her fornication. Now John has seen uh, angels and uh, referring to the, some referring to the representation of pastors in the church, seraphims that was crying out, holy, 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 
Lord God Almighty, which is in is to come. He sees four angels holding the wind from blowing and, and sealing uh, and the sealing of the elect of God, the children of Israel. And that, that is a limited uh, during the tribulation. You see seven angels with seven trumpets, and, and this is just to name a few, but we know angels are ministering spirits. Uh, Hebrews identifies this for us. Uh, are they not all ministering spirits sent forth to minister for them who shall be heirs of salvation? Sometimes you ought to get a message. Sometimes you might have a dream or you might just be rolling, you know, and hear something being spoken into your spirit that is of God. It may be instructions to stop. Don't go where you're headed. It may be to continue on and be an encouragement to someone that they might also seek the Lord. Luke 1 and 19 says, And the angel answering him, talking to Zacharias, said unto him, I am Gabriel, that stand in the presence of God, and am sent to speak unto thee and to show thee these great, these glad tidings. Now, the angels of the Lord do abide in his presence. And one of my favorite scriptures that uh, I believe it's in Malachi, about the third chapter, it says uh, uh, that the ministers, the minister's responsibility is to be in the, and I'm paraphrasing this, is to be in the presence of the Lord that they might receive instructions from him, which, mean, which means that we spend time in prayer. Uh, as we go through the day, the minister, pastors should be praying and seeking God, staying in communication with the Lord to understand what is his will, to understand what needs to be addressed, to understand what needs to be done, to, uh, to line up with his will in general, because the pastor themselves uh, have to be saved. Uh, in the Old Testament, they would put a rope and bells around the minister that went into the Holy of Holies so that if they heard that clink and didn't hear nothing else moving, they would drag his body out of there. He wasn't prepared. You need to be prepared. Yes, there's grace and there's mercy. The Bible said he that, uh, that if you're going to abide in the house of the Lord, you must have clean hands and a pure heart. And that's something that we all work on constantly, daily. Psalms 24 outlines the characteristics one must possess to stand in the presence of the Lord. Who shall ascend into the hill of the Lord? Who shall stand in his holy place? He that have clean hands and a pure heart, who have not lifted up his soul unto vanity, nor sworn deceitfully, he shall receive the blessing from the Lord and righteousness from the God of his salvation. The minister's message is different or the ministers, uh, the angels in which John has seen the, the message was different than the ones prior who was proclaiming the everlasting gospel and telling the inhabitants of the earth to fear God and to give God glory. This angel speaks of Babylon. Babylon was allowed to rule the world. And we see Daniel is in captivity in Babylon and Ezekiel is, is dealing with, as the Lord shows him how he despised Babylon and Egypt and others 
And Jeremiah is telling this, the, the people of God to humble yourselves because you're going into a 70 year captivity. And these are the instructions that God is giving you so that you can survive during this time. God gives instructions on how to survive during a certain period of time. Babylon promoted idol worship. You know, we saw that, that the Chaldeans and them, they, 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 Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego was, said, no, King, we're not going to do that. We're not going to bow down to the image that you created. And whether God is able and whether he delivers us or not, we're still not going to do it. You ought to have that same frame of mind that, that God, if you're going to deliver me out of it, but if you're not, I'm, I'm going to stay steadfast, unmovable in your word. I'm going to be steadfast, unmovable, and abide in what you are saying. Even though it seems like the odds are against me, my dedication to you remains the same. Today, people are promoting idol worship. Babylon did it on, uh, promoted idol worship and rebellion against God on so many levels. Today, people are promoting an idol worship and rebellion against God, even on more levels. And so, I, you know, I, I want to do me. Don't tell me what to do. Don't judge me. Uh, you know, I, I'm going to do what I want to do. What do you do? Because at the end of the day, boo, you're going you're gonna to deal with the consequences of your behavior. God is whatever they make him to be, is what many proclaim. Well, he's my God and, 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 and God wants us to and, you know, to be all that we want to be, how we want to be, who we want to be with. And, you know, as long as there is love, but that's not what the Bible says. And you won't find that through the scripture. And so those that promote that ministers, pastors, whatever title that they have, uh, the Bible speaks about false prophets. We're going to get into that, but not today. We're going to get into that lying prophet, that false prophet, that prophet that brings you uh, good tidings when there's really when God said, no, 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 that's uh, there's a yoke that is going to be placed upon the people's neck. Oh, no, no, no. A prophet that uh, no, God is not with that. No. Yes, he is. Because he spoke that there are lying prophets. That's why it's important for you to stay in the word of God. I encourage you, whatever you hear. Uh, being broadcast from uh, uh, inside the pages, uh, getting the word of God. You need to read the word of God for yourself. You need to sit down and have your personal devotion with God. Sit down and read his word and ask questions about what God is saying. Now, for those that li listen, uh, you can go to our website, connectingtruth.org, and send questions via uh, uh, the web portal, and you'll get an answer back. Uh, it's, you need to get in the word. Man shall not live by bread alone, but every word that proceedeth out of the mouth of God. Devil, get behind me. The blood of Jesus is against you. Babylon promoted idol worship and the rebellion against God. People today are doing the same. 
God is whatever I want to make him to be. And, and, and so therefore, uh, whatever I want him to be, it conforms to my sexual desire, my profane actions of what I want. And I, you know, I got tattooed on my arm with a Bible verse, or I have some scripture written across my chest, or, you know, I have a tramp stamp that, that has something that, that's related to a religion. You know, listen, God ain't in all that. He said that I would put it on the, uh, on your heart. I would turn your stony heart. When you get into the word of God, when you yield, when you humble yourself, the, the word of God breaks up the stony heart that becomes a heart of, of flesh where the scripture, his word is written. And it gives us a compass, not a compass that we can drink uh, that Kool-Aid and, and get away with doing whatever, but it gives us a compass to guide us. Hmm. Not knowing that spirit is in this world, accepting of it, is causing so many to drink of the wine of the wrath of her fornication. Don't drink the Kool-Aid. And the third angel followed them, saying with a loud voice, if any man worship the beast and his image and receive the mark in his forehead, or in his hand. Now, look, there are angelic beings, there are celestial beings that are carrying out the will of God. And so another messenger makes an appearance to warn those that are that drank the Kool-Aid. If any man, woman, boy, girl worship the beast or his image and receive his identification. Now, you have to take a step back into what has been revealed to Daniel and John and others. About the eighth chapter of Daniel, uh, Daniel references what he speaks of as a horn that is speaking great things, and it was very powerful. John sees the source of his power as Satan and the ability uh, to do great wonders. Now, remember the church, the church, the church, some would like to say the body of Christ, the saints of God have all been caught up with the exception of those that are that rejected God rejected this time of salvation and those that are of the children of Israel which is referred to and you heard me say this Jacob's trouble and so John sees the power of this image speaking great and doing great wonders. Even the image becomes alive and causes to be worshiped. Or if you don't worship the image, you're put to death. So those that are here, there are those that say, well, I'm going to be a mortar during the tribulation period. I'm going to live the life that I want to live. I'm going to do what I want to do, how I want to do it, when I want to do it. And then when I see that, understand that the church has been caught up and I'm still here, then I'm just going to not take the mark of the beast and I'm going to, I'm going to be a martyr. You are a fool to believe that. You've lost the translation. You've lost what it meant to be saved 
from the wrath to come. You can't bank on your own ability and salvation is through Jesus Christ. The Lord told the, the disciples were standing there uh, as he was caught up, he ascended and two angels stood by and said, ye man of Galilee, why are you standing there, stand up in the air? The same Jesus is going to return in the cloud. And the Bible speaks that we're going to be caught up in a cloud to meet him in the air. So we're going to be caught up and you're talking about you're going to stay here and be a, and you're going to do what you want to do, how you want to do it. Then you're going to be a mortar and refuse to, to take the mark of the beast. How many times have you lied in your lifetime to get what you want? You weren't starving, but you wanted something so bad, you, you lied. You wanted something so bad, you, you sold out and you, you did something that you said you probably would never do. How many times have you gave in? No matter what it was, you gave in to, to doing something that you knew was contrary, that was not right, because of something that you desired. You had never been stricken with hunger. You never been stricken with the affliction and the torture that is going to come and then to be um, the Bible said that everybody uh, that hear this great uh, charismatic person during the tribulation period are going to be caught up into it and he's going to speak he's going to be bilingual and speak multiple languages and everybody's going to buy into what he is saying and that the Bible said that they're going to worship him everyone it says everyone how are you going to how are you excluding yourself from being everyone? You have no power. You have no authority. Jesus is not the saints are caught up and they're in an award banquet, so to speak. Receiving what God has for them. And, and so uh, the time of that of, of what you should have received salvation has come to an end. Well, let's go on here a little further. Israel received this insight about the children, Isaiah, excuse me, Isaiah received this insight about the children of Israel and the apostle Paul in his study of the Torah and prophets uh, also gave some enlightenment and reiterated it. Isaiah 6, uh, 9, uh, says and he said go and tell the people hear ye indeed but understand not and see ye indeed but perceive not make the heart of this people fat and make their ears heavy and shut their eyes lest they see with their ear with their eyes and hear with their ears and understand with their heart and convert and be healed if the children of israel had received the word of God, if they would have received the Messiah, if they would have received Christ, there would be a different, there would have been a different outcome. Romans 11 said, for if God spared not the natural branches, take heed, least ye also spare not thee. Behold, therefore the goodness and severity of God on them which fail, severity but toward thee, goodness, if thou continue in his goodness, otherwise thou also shall be cut off. And they also, if they abide not still, or if they abide not still in unbelief, 
shall be grafted in. For God is able to graft them in again. For if thou were cut off of the olive tree, which is wild by nature, and were grafted contrary to nature into a good olive tree, how much more shall these which shall which be the natural branches be grafted into their own olive tree? For I would not, brethren, that ye should be ignorant of this mystery, lest ye should be wise in your own conceit. So many walking around wise. I'm wiser than God. It's like it's like the, the criminal, those that commit criminal acts. I'm, I'm wiser than, than the law. I'm smarter than everybody. And I'm going to get away with this. I'm going to I'm going to be smarter than the attorneys. I'm going to be smarter than the judge. I'm going to be smarter than than everyone. And I'm going to get away with it. Hmm. Least ye be wise in your own conceit. That blindness in part is happened to Israel. Until, listen, until the fullness of the Gentiles become in. The Jews were blinded. You can't walk around and be prejudiced against the, 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 the Jewish community, prejudiced against the children of Israel because God allowed blindness to occur so that we could be saved. Based upon what Daniel had seen, Daniel did not see the dispensation of grace in which we exist right now. He saw the Messiah being cut off and then he saw the tribulation period and the chain of events that was occurring. He did not see this where we are right now. At least not seeing it and understanding it. And here we are. But there's going until the fullness of the Gentiles become in. And that will occur at the point of the church being caught up that time the dispensation of grace dispensation of grace is over but we speak the wisdom of God in a mystery hidden even the hidden wisdom which God ordained before the foundation before the world unto glory which none of the princes of the world knew for had they known it they would have not crucified the Lord if they would have understood they would not have crucified him you would not be in the dispensation of grace right now. There would be the tribulation, which have, by that time and now would have come and ended. They would have accepted him as savior, worshiped him as king, repented of their transgressions, caught up in the kingdom established as Daniel had seen and others, Ezekiel. They saw the kingdom, uh, others, prophets, saw the kingdom being established. When the time of the Gentiles come to an end, will you be standing with a cup of salvation or sipping on a cup of Kool-Aid? They said, well, you know, they said it was great. I like, I like me some great Kool-Aid. Uh, they said it was cherry and strawberry. Listen, let me put it to you like this. When you drink the Kool-Aid that the enemy has, you get, it is like being on crack. You become a strawberry. Now, I don't, please don't be offended uh, in that term. But you sell out. And what are you selling your soul for? What are you selling your soul for? The Bible said, for what shall it profit a man? If he should gain the whole world, you get that moment of pleasure. 
You get that little bit. You get that Saturday, that gratification, whether it's sexual, whether it's money, whether it's a moment of power, influence, you get that. It doesn't go with you. When you leave here, none of those tangible things go with you. You, your car, someone, they sell it, someone else is driving it. Just like when it get repoed. Just like when you trade it in. Someone else have it and they're enjoying it. Ooh, look, got me in the car. Your clothes, your shoes. I don't care what you paid for those kicks. They somebody else gonna be wearing them. Let's deal with the reality of it. What did you sell? What do you what are you selling out for? What are you giving yourself in for that moment? Because the itch seems so great. You better scratch that itch with the word of God. It will subside and it will stop troubling you. But you got to yield yourself to God. If you don't yield, whomever you yield yourself to, that's what you become serving of. Hmm. Well, I don't want you. You said you call me a straw. Nobody called you a strawberry. We all know what a strawberry is. It's someone that's sold out. It's someone that's selling themselves and giving themselves over for, for what they hooked on. Don't drink the Kool-Aid. Don't get hooked on it. You know, we used to call it in the streets. We called it one hitter quitters. We called it, you know, some, some people we saw that all they took was a, a drag off of uh, a primo and it was messed up for, for months and for years. Someone took a hit and that was it. They, they, they lost a wife because she hit a, hit a crack. You know, she hit something off some Brillo. Uh, mm -hmm. Lost a husband, lost a family, lost things. Uh, yeah. Because of that. You can't sip from the devil's cup and not expect to have some some negative reactions that occur. The 10th verse says the same shall drink of the wine of the wrath of God. Mm -hmm. Now, let me back up here. Let me ask you this question. This is a very important question. The psalmist says, what shall I render unto the Lord? for all his benefits toward me. He thought about it. He gave some careful consideration to it. And he said, I'll drink. I will take the cup of salvation and I will call upon the name of the Lord and I will pay my vows unto the Lord now in the presence of all his people. That's what I'm going to do. I'm going to take the cup of salvation and I'm going to think about what God has done and I'm going to pay my vows unto the Lord. Not behind, not just in uh, behind closed doors. I'm not just making this statement, but everybody, I'm going to have witnesses that says, yes, that person lived a, a, a holy, consecrated life unto the Lord. There's going to be witnesses that saw it and in their seeing can also give an account for what has been done. I'm going to stop right there. This is Pastor Carl Henderson of Cornerstone Apostolic Church located at 524 East Pasadena Street in the city of Pomona, California. If you don't have a church home, you need to you need to find Church of Truth of Power. 
tell you we have room for you here. But if you're not local, if you're not near here, then you need to go to a church of truth upon, and you need to pray, Lord, is this where you want me to be? Be fruit that will remain. Don't just, don't be a church hopper. Don't be one that go to church sometime and then nobody see or hear from you for months. Be faithful to God because you want God to be faithful to you. Well, I pray and the Lord answered my prayer. Listen, we'll talk about that another time. You want your soul to be saved. Father, we thank you for your goodness and grace, Lord. We thank you for your word this morning and ask that you would bless those that are listening, those that will be listening later. Lord God, that you will lead them to a place of truth, worship unto you, Lord God, for the soul salvation. Lord God, I pray and ask that you remember those that have called and notified me that they were sick. Lord God, that you have blessed them, Lord God, in the name of Jesus. Lord God, we're going to give you praise and give you glory. Lord God, as we seek to do your will, Lord Jesus, and to share your word with others, Lord God, as you have assigned us to do. Lord God, we, we want to just bless you, Lord God, not in word, Lord God, but through the life that we live. We ask these blessings in Jesus' name. Amen. Saints and friends, remember the songs featured are respectively the property of our songstress, the artists, and their producers. Again, I want to emphasize that, you know, consecrate unto the Lord, find a day that you call your family together and, you know, or you as an individual and seek God and seek his guidance, you know, be focused on what God has. We're living in turbulent times. These times have not changed. There are pestilence, there's wars and rumors of wars, you know, as the Lord said that it would be. And so we live in this time. This is a reality for all of us in our damn time. And so let's take that to note. Let's enjoy our lives. Let's enjoy God and be saved. God bless you. Oh.